Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. All right, to Kansas City. Kansas City, here I come. They got some crazy little women. One day I'm gonna get me one. I'll be standing on the corner. Corner 12 Street Vine. I may take a plan, I may take a train, if I have to walk, I'm going there, just the same, I'm going to Kansas City, Kansas City, here I come, they got some crazy little women, one day I'm going to get me one, I don't know when and where I'm going to Now, go ahead. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. We own Ferguson, USA, HotTalkRadio.com. This is MC Richardson, the host and executive producer for Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City Radio Talk Show. And we also are respecting, this is the Hispanic Heritage Month. We normally cover this during the first part of the show, but we also have our remembrance and our dialogue. And that's, you know what have we up to 200,270 folks that have lost their lives because of the virus. What is going on? We lost a great lady. We'll say R.B.G. There was... Chief Justice Ruth Batum Jenberg. She died of cancer at the age of 87, and that just occurred in the last day. And already the cameras and the people are acknowledging her. But let's go, and this is Hispanic Month. So let's go with uh, Jim. Uh, what is going on? Hey, MC. Thank you very much for having me as a guest on uh, Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City. This is Hispanic uh, Heritage Month, and we wanted to just, we got a lot of things going. We just need to hook all the people up, and we'll do that throughout the show. But on the same time, you was telling me, you was giving me some background information on yourself. So go ahead and continue. Yes, sir. Well, I am uh, currently, I work for Samuel U. Rogers Health Center. We're a community health center based in Kansas City's Northeast 
and I manage health insurance services, which means we help uh, people that don't have insurance apply for Medicaid, for pregnant women, kids, adults, seniors, uh, disabled people. And we also help people sign up for insurance through the Affordable Care Act, which is called the Marketplace Health Insurance. So that's my primary role. And here's talk to you today about the 2020 census, which is still going on. They're getting close to wrapping it up, but we're not wrapped up yet, and a lot of folks still need to complete uh, their response to the census because so much important work is done based upon the count of all of the people within the United States. Um, I can tell you that uh, 10 years ago, I worked on the 2010 census, and I think you said you worked on it as well. I worked on the 2000 and the, two, and the uh, 2010. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I was a partnership specialist in Kansas City, and I helped Emmett Pearson, Emmett Morris, excuse me, Emmett Morris, <laughs> work with uh, communities all throughout the Kansas City Midwest region and help them uh, educate people about the 2010 and 2020 census and inform them about why it's so important. In other words, why should I well, number one, uh, it's important for your community. There's about $675 billion with a B each year that's allocated in federal funds. And all these funds are allocated based upon the number of people living in a city, state, county, whatever. And uh, those numbers come from the decennial census, which means every... Well, what... Can you compare... I know we've still got... Uh, another week of there's an extension to go further than uh, next weekend on for getting people counted. But can you remember back in 2010 what was the approximate number we got people to be counted in your area and in Kansas City? In my area, I want to say we were around 70, 72% people responded to the census, which is good, but that's still a lot of folks that weren't counted. And that's a shame because as a result of the undercount of people in the state, the entire state of Missouri last year, the state of Missouri lost one congressional seat. We used to have nine. And after 2010, we didn't have the population to justify nine. So we went down to eight and we actually lost a Democrat that held a congressional seat on the St. Louis side. They basically did away with his district. And so uh, it's a loss of political power to your community if you don't respond to the census, as well as a loss of money for things like uh, Head Start for kids, money for all the public schools in the city of county, money for things like WIT, which is a nutritional program for women and infants, pregnant women and infants. It affects money for your state's Medicaid program, which is really important to the folks we serve at Samuel Rogers. Um, it affects the amount of money your state gets for highways and roads and bridges, economic development funds, funds to help the homeless. Well, uh, speaking of Samuel Rogers, a lot of the time with the greater the count we got, that would be beneficial to Samuel Rogers as it relates to the health getting more people, I don't know, Medicaid or whatever different areas you work as far as Samuel Rogers, but wouldn't that be, uh, wouldn't that be an economic, uh, I guess, plus uh, by yes. getting the people counted in the census? Wouldn't that be a, a plus yes. for Samuel Rogers? Absolutely, absolutely. Medicaid is our biggest payer. In other words, most of the money that comes into the health center that funds all the good work we do for pregnant moms, kids, people that have insurance, people that don't have any insurance, seniors on Medicaid, Medicare. I mean, all the work we do is primarily funded through reimbursements from Medicaid, which is the state's health insurance program for low-income kids and pregnant moms, and a few other groups, but mainly those are the two big ones. And the amount of money we get is determined by and large by how many people live in our state. Well, let me ask you this, for the benefit of the listeners, we are, we are, are very 
pretty fortunate with uh, Mr. Scott Owens. Uh, he's an engineer in St. Louis. Uh, we on focused on uh, USAHotTalkRadio.com, and we also on that's internet. We also on uh, Facebook, and also we on YouTube. And the people who know how to work their uh, cell phone, they can listen to the show. But we just need to get as many people. Uh, it's possible to be counted. Now, one thing I did want to say, that Latinos, Chicanos, Mexican, Hispanics, that is a group of people that really stick together. I know here in Kansas City, and they have expanded beyond Southwest Boulevard, but they really stick together. Unfortunately, some people, speaking of my culture, black, that we don't stick closely like the Hispanics do. Whenever they have some, they seem to team up. Matter of fact, when I was at uh, doing a little work at Don Bosco, English was a second language. Most people came from all over the world that wanted to learn English, but I want to say this, I wanted to learn Spanish, and I'll just throw it out if I could uh, find a, a patient, senorita, that can deal with a senior <laughs> to learn Hispanic, but uh, not Hispanic, but Spanish. But we just need to, let me ask you this, uh, Mr. Torres. What is your operation, if you might have said it, what people are you looking for? How do you determine or distinguish who's eligible to take advantage of Samuel Rogers? Pretty much anybody living in Kansas City. Anyone lives in the metro, bi-state, Kansas City area who needs health care could go to Samuel Rogers. If they qualify for Medicaid, we'll help them apply and enroll in a Medicaid plan. If they don't qualify for that, we offer a sliding scale discount based upon their income. And they can be seen and treated by one of our great doctors or dentists or nurse practitioners. And we treat seniors, we treat women, we treat men, we treat children. We've got a full dental clinic. We've got six sites throughout the Kansas City area. And if you don't have any insurance, you can get treated. Well, let me ask you this. What is your location and your normal operational hours? Our normal hours are Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Our primary headquarters is just east of downtown, northeast, just off Independence Avenue in Paseo. We are located in 825 Euclid. And if anybody's interested in calling to make an appointment or just get more information about us, uh, our phone number is 816-474-4920. Well, would you repeat that, please? 816-474-4920. Dr. Rogers, incidentally, was the first African-American OBGYN I believe, in the state of Missouri. And he felt that everybody, regardless of your race or where you come from or what language you speak or how much money you have, deserves quality health care. So he started one of the first health care centers in the nation here in Kansas City uh, in the old Wayne Minor project. Well, I used to visit down there. You was off of A Street. I remember Jim Nunley had worked down there, too. And I think Samuel Rogers' daughter was a director at one time. And that... Is that correct? Yes, yes, yes. I believe so. Dr. Stan, Dr. Rogers' uh, daughter, Rita Rogers Stanley, I believe is her name. She's still affiliated with our uh, health center on our board of directors, I believe. Uh, now, I might ask, uh, since we don't have our other connection on, and we can go back with them and try to reach them during the uh, second half of our show, but... Also, if he's listening, we'd like to extend his per personal invitation to Mr. R. Folks, who's with the Missouri Black Chamber of Commerce, and he's also the connection uh, in uh, St. Louis. And if he's listening, we could use his input now while we try to connect this other person beginning at uh, 5.30, but we'll continue with what we got going now, uh, Jim, and Anything you want to add, just go ahead. With, here's your opportunity 
the reach to folks and let the people know the advantage and what opportunity you have. If they, like most of us, I have a question that I, I, I think I asked you, but I'm probably doing a special show. I talk to this to folks that people, when they reach 80 years old, it's very difficult. Most of them can't even get uh, life insurance. But I know that's another show, but if you know anything about that, about the different types of insurance, like term insurance and life insurance, I'd be happy to hear you share that with our listening audience. Well, let's see, I would if I could, but I, I just know health insurance. I don't know uh life and term insurance and that sort of thing. It's kind of out of my uh, out of my specialty, but uh, I may be able to at some point connect you with somebody who can help you. But uh, getting back to the 2020 census, it's really been a tough go for the census this year. If you think about it, uh, in March, just as the census forms, 2020 census forms were hitting our mailboxes, what else hit our country? So we, you know, just as everybody was about to respond to their census form in the mail, we, our world was turned up to down. People had problems getting to work, getting kids to school, schools closed down, a lot of people's jobs closed down. And frankly, filling out a census form was probably not on the top of their list of things, important things they needed to do, which I understand. And uh, the census, because of COVID-19 and all the risks, the, at home and people, census bureaus couldn't go door to door because, you know, everybody was having a state of home order. So they kind of put it on hold, more or less, still, still trying to get people to respond to the uh, 2020 census. And the way that you respond is either through the mail, you can mail your form back if they mailed you one, or you can do it over the phone, or you can do it online. First time ever, you can do your 2020 census form online. And so it's really been a difficult year for the census to try and get a census done, but uh, they're doing their best and it's supposed to wind up at the end of this month. But a judge, there's been a lawsuit because President Trump said he wanted to uh, end the census earlier than previously agreed upon. Or previously, the follow-up was supposed to continue until the end of October. But he decided he wanted to end it at the end of September, and so that issue is pending before a federal judge. So maybe it ends at the end of September, maybe not. I don't know. But it doesn't change the fact that everybody, particularly in Latino, underrepresented communities, and African Americans, underserved and underrepresented communities, it's important that we try and get everybody to count to fill out that form. And you've you fill out a form for everybody in your household, whether it's grandma or grandpa or great-grandpa who's over 90 or 100, or whether it's a brand-new newborn baby. Everybody counts if they were alive and living there on April 1. So because a lot of people did not respond online or through the mail, the Census Bureau sends people door-to-door. That's been going on since August. All the addresses they have for people where they never got a form in the mail or online, they've got hundreds of going door to door trying to respond to people who didn't follow up and trying to get the information in person, asking, hey, did you live here on April 1? How, you know, how many people live with you? What are their ages? What are their races? Because all this information is important. It may not seem very important, but uh, city planners and people that, who are going to invest in the community, let's say if, uh, if a, a company is going to put a new drugstore in your community, well, before they're going to spend a million dollars or more building a new building and, and stocking it with, uh, with everything a pharmacy may need, they want to know, okay, well, how many people live in all the zip codes around here? What is their age? What are their race? What, what, what does their income look like? How many, you know, whatever. They want to know as much as they can about that neighborhood before they commit a big investment in your neighborhood. So that's why important that we provide.
provide this information. Nobody's going to know that M.C. Richardson completed a census form and this is where he lived. That information is totally private, protected by federal law, and anybody who violates that is going to be punished with up to five years in jail or $250,000 fine. Uh, so the only way this information is made public is to uh, is uh, statistics. In the next year or so, statistics on the people living in your community will start coming out. And they'll use that information to plan where to put new roads, where to put a new school, where to, uh, where to add additional dollars for economic development or housing, affordable housing. And so that's why it's important that we all, everybody, apply for response to the 2020 census. As time's running out, and every one person, if one person doesn't respond to the 2020 census and they are not counted, that results in a $1,300 loss, not just for one year, but for the next 10 years, it won't get funding because that one person didn't reply. So it's really important. It's really important to you and your community to get all the federal funding the community has. So that's why I'm here to, to remind everybody that it's so important. Uh, MC, I do have some numbers that I can share with you. The Census Bureau gave me. And these are the response rates for the nation as of September 17th, the national self-response rate, in other words, people that responded to the card they got in the mail, that they either called or sent the postcard back, or did it online, 66% of all the people, all the households in the country had replied by September 17th. Missouri is a state, we were a little below average, 65.3%. And in Kansas City, Missouri, we're below that. We're lagging a bit. 59, only 59.9% of households as of September 17th had self-reported to the Census Bureau for 2020. So it's really important that we get these numbers up because this is like leaving money on the table for your community, for all the things that you know that your community needs, that you can see out your window this is the way to help your community. I would just encourage everybody to tell us number eight one six. Uh, if somebody wants to respond online, they can do it at 2020census.gov or they, they can call and do it over the phone. They, if they speak English, they can call 844-330-2020. If they speak Spanish, they can call 844-468-2020. So that's really it. That's where we're at. The tough year to Telephone do Telephone number, but, uh, Folks are doing the best they can. We seem to have lost Mr. MC, but uh, I'm working on getting him back. Okay, you lost MC? Yeah, so please keep talking. Okay, I'll do my best. Thank you. Mr. Torres, we, we did get uh, Mr. MC back. He's uh, he's coming back online right now. 
Okay, this yeah. okay. All right, everybody's together now. Good. Mr. Torres Mr. Torres was just talking about the different questions on the census. Yes, this, this is still Scott. Thank you. 
child getting all of their their screening, their tests. Maybe it's a, a dental services for an adult or a child. Uh, we've got a full complement of uh, primary care. We've got the April Health mental health services for families. And we were talking about the Northeast community. It's very diverse. Well, you, you got a real good history down there. Well, let me ask Al, are you available to, do y'all have the same type of facility in St. Louis? Uh, when we got several uh, systems here, okay, uh, uh, well, not that uh, we have a system here that people can go to, similar to that, okay, that we have in the centers all around the city. And, uh, and, and, and matter of fact, it's been in existence for quite a couple of years now, but they can provide general care, eye care, you know, and regular, you know, because for people who can't afford the service that they need to have, you know, they don't have insurance, I should say. You know, in case yeah, people just tune in, you listen to Guess Who's Kansas City uh, via Focusing USA, HotTalkRadio.com, and we're talking about this is uh, Hispanic uh, Heritage Month, and we have as many. In fact, they got some big events going on here in Kansas City. Like I stated earlier, if we one come and stick together here in Kansas City, it's a Hispanic uh, community. And we have also, uh, Andre, are you on the line with us? Yes, sir, I'm here. And we also okay. have you on the line with us, Christy? Yes, hi. Okay, well, let's do this. Uh, we, and Jim, stay, stay with us. And our folks, now, Christy is our co host today. Tell them about what you do. And then, Andre, you tell them what you do. And what we were talking about is really getting out the vote. And also, I did some fact-checking that October the 7th will be the last day they can register for the important November the 3rd election. So I hope we all are working together on that. So first, Christy, tell us, uh, our listening audience, the people on the line with us, what you are, what you do, and your purpose, and uh, what, what are your thoughts as related to the census bureau, uh, getting people registered, and getting people out to vote? Well, hi, thanks for having me. I'm Chrissy Dastrup. Um, I'm a legislative aide at City Hall, born city of Kansas City, Missouri. Um, and I also am the president and board chair of Truth Market Collective, which is a local arts nonprofit. We work with small business owners, and we're we do a lot of really amazing community programming in and along the Truth Corridor. We just partnered with Urban League, NAACP, and the city to bring six Black Lives Matter street murals to Kansas City. So I would say we really care about the community and have the community, you know, come together and have a voice and uh, do meaningful things. And so one of the most meaningful things that we can all do is be active in democracy. You know, we can all be registered to vote. We can participate in our local elections, our state elections, our national elections, and we can all take the census so that we are counted for the needs that we and our families have in Kansas City, and so we should all be doing that top priority. Well, also, uh, we, I stated early uh, to you that we are working on to rename the Truce Lake and the Martin Luther King Lake and getting the Truce Merchants involved with it, and then our other plan is the renaming of a Truth Avenue to Martha Luther King, but we all going to work together. You got a lot of times groups come together, and they had a meeting of different people that said, what, what should we name, what street, or whatever. Uh, Martha Luther King, and a lot of people are, some of them got good ideas, some of them not so good ideas, but they want to divorce their opinion. I don't know, all our people on the line, do you know any in any city in the United States that they have named a lake after Martin Luther King? You know, I don't, not that I'm aware of, you know, there's all sorts, there are Martin Luther King parks and boulevards and, 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 you know, lots of streets all over, but I don't think that I've ever heard of a lake being named after Martin Luther King. Well, you'd be right on track as we explore. Let's get Andre, we can have it on hold. It's with Guadalupe Center. Let our audience know who you are and what you do 
and your purpose uh, of getting more Hispanics, not necessarily just Hispanics, but people down in that area to be counted. Well, thank you for having me, MC. I appreciate it. Um, good evening to everyone. Yeah, my name is Andres Chauran. I am the Community Affairs Coordinator with the Guadalupe Centers. And what we've been doing uh, regarding census and voter registration and education, um, especially towards uh, the Hispanic Latino community, uh, we've just been really trying to engage and outreach as much as possible. Although that has been a little difficult because COVID did hit us uh, in March, um, you know, we're very heavily influenced in uh, social media and our Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, and LinkedIn, just really just trying to promote the importance of the census and why it's important to fill it out, especially for our hard-to-count population, which majority at the time is Hispanic community, Asian community, African-American community, which used to be the minority, but definitely is not anymore. Um, so we really need the resources for um, not only our older community, our, our senior citizens, but our, our children. Um, and that that's a lot of money that goes back to schools, infrastructures, hospitals, uh, youth recreation centers, um, and so forth. So it is really important to be able to engage our community and make make them know that it is important. The same goes with registering to vote um, and making sure that you are voting um, for this November election, if you're able to. Now, for the Guadalupe Center, we do have to focus uh, on our, our community, which is the Hispanic community. So filling out the census, anyone can do, and that's really what we've been trying to push. Um, obviously, there is a huge um, hurdle in the sense that our community and our, and, and especially our Hispanic community, is um, a little scared to fill out the census. You know, there is no confidentiality, um, unfortunately, with the government. So when it comes to things like this, um, there's a little, there's a little bit of hesitation. So that's been our biggest hurdle. Is really just, you know, tell them that, you know, it is important that there is nothing to worry about as far as, far as your information getting basically hacked. Um, they can't do that, you know, it's under um, Amendment 13, or Title 13, sorry, um, that, you know, your information cannot be shared with the FBI, the CIA, um, and most importantly, in our case, ICE, um, which is what they're really worried about, and understandably so. So on top of just letting them know that the census is important, um, voting, if you are able to, a lot of our families, you know, are second generation, so their parents may have migrated here from Mexico or Central America, um, but their kids were born in the United States, and now a lot of them, seen through our charter schools, um, have graduated through high school. They're 18 years old, so now they are eligible to register and vote. So we're really trying to make sure that we're reaching them, let them know it is important that you know, under this administrative uh, administration, it's it's been very difficult and targeted specifically to the minorities, uh, which aren't minorities anymore. But I'm speaking of the Hispanic and African-American communities. Um, it's clear as day that this administration is, uh, doesn't treat those people the right way, right? So we're just letting people know that, you know, now is the time to go ahead and register to vote and to vote and to fill out the census because it all comes together, right? Um, it's all very well, important. And, well, let and me ask you this. A lot, of, a lot of people maybe just tune in and to get on this broadcast, they have to go to Ferguson, USA, iTalkRadio.com, and each week they tell me our listenership outside of St. Louis and Ferguson is growing, and that's great. Now, for the people who might not know, what is the mission of Guadalupe, and what is your location? Yeah, our location here in Kansas City, Missouri is uh, in the west side neighborhood of Kansas City, but the actual address is... 1015 Cesar Avenida. Um, that's our main administrative building. Um, we also have three charter schools. So we have a, a, a grade school, a middle school, and a high school. And those are all three different locations. The best way to be able to find us is if you just go to guadalupecenters.org. And our mission is really just to work for the community. And we want to be able to be um, a support system. We have a lot of programs as far as family support services, you know, senior citizen program, a teenage pregnancy prevention program, a youth recreation center, 
Um, we have a credit union in our building that is still open right now, only through appointments due to COVID, but we're still open and working. Um, so, you know, we're just here for our community, for those who need the help. Um, we know it is difficult at times, so we want to be able to help in any way we can. How old is Guadalupe? I used to I believe- venture down there years ago. Yeah, it's, so it started off in 1919 as the Catholic Women's Club. Um, and from there, I think in 1923 is the official year that it became the Waterloo Center. Um, so, yeah, so it's been around quite a while. Um, it's been, you know, kind of a, a community leader as far as being able to help out um, those in need, especially in the west side and northeast area of the Kansas City. Uh, metro area, just because those are the those have been the most heavily uh, Hispanic uh, congregated areas uh, for most of you know the past fifty hundred years. Now that's grown immensely. You know, Kansas City, Kansas, you, you see every day how much is growing and growing. Like I swear, it seems like little Mexico to me, which is great. Um, I know, you know, there's people all the way out in Olathe, um, as far as Belton, Missouri. You know, so it's expanding everywhere. Uh, you go. So I guess now our mission as well is to uh, get a greater outreach, you know, to, to those who need it. Now you cover the Gornat area. Uh, that's just uh, west of down on what, Fifth and Purcell? You cover that area? And that's a lot of Vietnamese that, that reside there. Yeah, that's true, yeah. So we reach that area a lot too because you know, with our meal handout plans through, uh, through like Meals on Wheels, as well as now because of COVID for our senior citizens that aren't able to really leave their homes, uh, we've been reaching um, as far as that area as well. Yeah. In case you just tuned in, my name is BMC Richardson, and I'm the host and executive producer of Guess Who's Coming to Kansas City via FergusonUSAHotTalkRadio.com, and I just wanted to know if Christy or our have some things they might want you to uh, uh, inform not only them, but the rest of our listeners. Aura, Christy? Yeah, MC for one, okay. Uh, how do he spell that for the website? I couldn't spell that out. No, no, the, web, the website, the name. You need to need to spell um, what exactly? I'm sorry. The name of your center. He was trying to sign it on the website, Andre. Oh, okay. I got you. Yeah, yeah. So it's, the name of the center is called Guadalupe. So that is G-U-A-D-A-L-U-P-E. And then centers, C-E-N-T-E-R-S. Okay. Uh, and the website is guadalupecenters.org. Okay. And you can find all of our programs. You can find all the ways to contact us. You can find all of our buildings. Um, and I guess I'll plug this in since we're talking about it. Location October fourth at our Via campus, which is off the of Truman Road. Um, and if you Google that uh, on our website or uh, you know Google Maps, just uh, Guadalupe Centers Truman Road, it'll pop up. It's our school. Um, we are having. Uh, the Kansas City Symphony play their outdoor concert on October 4th at 5 p.m. So please bring your family as you guys are um, available that day. It, it, they've done it once at our main administrative building last Sunday. It was really beautiful. It was a nice night out, and uh, they played great music. So, um, yeah, if you have the time, come out. Okay, and also, what about somebody else? And also, how many people you have on your staff? Oof, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I'm fairly new um, as far as joining. I just joined this year back in January. Um, but, you know, just an administrative building alone, uh, you know, we have, I, I'm, this is a rough estimate, I would say around 30 or so staff. Um, but then we also have, you know, we have a whole middle school that we have to staff. We have a whole high school that we staff K through fifth grade that we staff um, and our youth rec center that has a staff so you know in, in each program we have uh, a culinary program that does our meals on wheels so they go out Monday through Friday handing out 
our meals to our senior citizens and those who are homebound. Um, so that's, you know, another 10 people. So, I, I, so overall, I guess what I'm trying to mention. Hello? Yeah, stand by. We lost uh, Mr. Folks again. Stand okay. by just for a second. governor's election in, in Missouri. You know, the importance of the governor reaches all of our communities and the, and the, the hand that they have in what impacts our communities. Specifically in Kansas City, the governor appoints the Board of Police Commissioners. And whoever wins the governorship this year, there are two Board of Police Commissioners that are up for, for a new seat. And those positions are appointed by the governor. So I just want to make sure everyone is paying attention to our local governor race because it's going to have a big impact in Missouri, big impact in Kansas City, and we just all need to be making sure that we are staying on top of that information. I agree with that for sure. Let me answer that also. Matter of fact, the governor, not only does he appoint the police commissioners, okay, you know, a lot other boards and stuff, he can appoint around the country, you know, his, his office is involved with our, with our health care system around the state with the prison systems, all those are part of the governor's office. And right now, you know, we need to give very much attention, but first off, get out and vote. So, you know, yeah, it's important, whether you're Democrat or Republican, but I think right now, Missouri is one of the hottest states in the country with the, with the pandemic. And that's, uh, we've been, uh, and, and we want the two states that, that has not put out a mandatory um, mask Any further, any further more details, but 
when they had reached out to him. He is someone uh, who's able to speak Spanish uh, and be able to get some people counted while we're out there. Um, so hopefully, you know, I can be out there or they already have volunteers. They've kind of been on top of it um, as far as making sure they get the right speakers at the right areas because not only do they need Spanish speakers, um, in the northeast of Kansas City, there's a lot of Somalis who are able to obviously count in the census and also um, register to vote. So they need people to translate that language and as well Taiwanese, Chinese, uh, Vietnamese. Uh, so they've been trying to sort of out the right way. But yeah, yeah, I did hear something about the Van Horn uh, gathering. So hopefully we do get some people out there. Because, I mean, this is the time. It's the last push. Um, so any, any events that we can trying obviously with social distancing but getting somewhat mass gathering so yeah, to get everyone counted that's that'd be great. Well that that is uh, and just I will repeat like I stated earlier for people who are not registered for Missouri, Kansas City, uh, they have to be registered by October the seventh to vote in the November third election. Is that true for St. Louis Hour? Yes, sir. It's, 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 it's for the whole state of Missouri, and we all in the same state, you know, so we have, you know, we voted for the same governor races, you know, we sent both our state representatives, uh, lieutenant governors, uh, secretary of state, uh, also for uh, the attorney general is a very important position that we voted for, and also for our treasurer position such as that, and that's, you know, that's for the, for the whole state, because they've even imagined how Benefits. Matter of fact, the money that comes from the census and stuff to come back to our cities, our tax money, we will be the one to decide how to spend that money. That's why it's so important that you get involved in the election as well as you get involved in the census. Uh, Christy, you are a guest co-host today. Tell the people or uh, any organization you're affiliated with how they can become a, a volunteer and how you can be best reached. Well, if you wanna if you wanna get involved in the census, then all you have to do is email me at Chrissy.jasters at KCMO.org. That's C R I S S Y dot D A S T R U P at KCMO.org. We have got census workers that are emailing us daily, keeping us informed, helping us um, teach others how to get involved. So if anyone's interested in helping We'd appreciate your help. Let's pick it back off of that. What about the truce uh, marching organization that you just share of? Well, the Truce Market Collective, we've uh, we've held two festivals the past two years called Truce to Palooza. And this year during COVID, it wasn't festival season, because <laughs> we're trying to really keep everyone safe. But we did work on the truth, or we worked on the Black Lives Matter street murals that went all across the neighborhoods in Kansas City. And so, you know, even in these times of strife and of struggle, if we can keep our community connected, then we can do big, we can do big things together. And like I told you earlier, the United Minority Media Association acronym is uh, Yuma. I have somebody contact you to work with you and explore the possibilities of some ideas we have that we all need to work together, okay? I would love to see that. You know, you'll see well on that same token, okay, the Missouri Black Human Commerce would actually be involved with her also because uh, um, this is something we should be all proud of. Last year, the Missouri Black Human Commerce and Toyota gave an event at the Black Archives with a Black Entrepreneurs Roundtable. And it was a surprising story in Kansas City last year became a national program for uh, Toyota. And matter of fact, we, uh, we were fortunate enough you know, to expand it to uh, uh, last year. We did, uh, did it in Georgia, came with a commerce. This year, we were fortunate enough to do it in, uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. We did it in, uh, uh, this week, we did it in Indiana last month in Philadelphia and also in Dallas, and also in Kansas, Missouri. Well, Kansas City uh, and St. Louis, uh, everyone should go on the internet and listen in. We have two dramatic shows, dynamics, whatever big words you want to use. But the thing is, we are, as a show state, 
Clara, if it is to be, it's up to you and me to show them about our great state of Missouri, with people like Andre, with the, the sister who happened to be from Arkansas, but she's still doing a tremendous job. And That's what she's trying to do. <laughs> But this is, uh, we're about any final things you want to say or acknowledge how people get in touch with you. We got about uh, three and a half more minutes. That's about a time already on broadcast. So we're listening to you. But we want you to let us know if you're looking for people, how to best catch you or team up with you or volunteer with you and know what you're all about in the different areas that you're working in. Yeah, well, this is, uh, this is Andres here with the Guadalupe <clears throat> Center. And uh, I guess the best way to reach me, if you do want to help volunteer uh, towards the census or, at, I mean, voter registration, which would be a little bit more doable now since you've got a little bit more time, so October 7th, um, the best way you can reach me would be 816-421-1015. Um, you can call me Monday to Friday, um, nine to nine to five. You know I'm available, especially if you want to reach me volunteering. Another way, if you don't want to call, you can email me at um, a c h a u r a n d at autolupacenters.org. Um, and that's just a and the last name Sharon C H A U R A N D at autolupacenters.org. You can email me any time to hopefully um, coordinate something. Because, you know, we're doing a lot of outreach and defense as much as we can. Um, obviously, like I keep saying, due to COVID, I know everyone knows that. But it just makes a little thing, everything a little bit more different. So um, we're doing some stuff with the Kent State Public Library, with the Census Bureau, um, ourselves, like I said, with the Kent City Symphony. We will have a table set up. Um, obviously, that is after the census, so we will just have people set up for voter registration and voter information, as well as having ballots, LM ballots, and um, envelopes with posts on it. So, um, please let me know if you want to help for this cause. Um, now is the time, and if not, like everyone's been saying, just go out and vote. Okay, thank you, very We're going to close out with you, Christy, and we have a dynamic uh, show. Uh, guess who's coming to Kansas City is scheduled for next Saturday, but our, he's up in St. Louis and we everywhere, and you know how, if you don't know how to get in touch with us, we will remind you each and every week. So that, Christy, close us out. All right, let's just all, let's just all remember that we are all in this together, and we all need to get out and do what we can, Take, talk to our neighbors, our family members, make sure they're registered to vote people you go to church with, people you work with, your nephews, your cousins, everybody, make sure they are registered to vote. Tell them how important it is that they participate and that their voice matters. Well, Ira, that does it for today, so be sure to tune in next week and go Chiefs. Hello, this is MC Richardson, host and executive producer. Call it in the city radio talk show. Live each Saturday from 5 to 6 p.m. We are partnering with the Census Bureau of Chicago Region, getting out the vote, and the importance of voting on November the 3rd. To Ferguson, USA, Hot Talk Radio. That's Hot Talk Radio. Divine. I'll be stuck.